G'day, thanks so much for getting our Derby Day preview. We're going to do a deep dive into the Quaddy Legs today. It's Friday, it's 10 past 6. We can't wait for the greatest show. You've been searching in the dark, your sweat soaking through the floor. Then came Efficient, who's starting to work home fairly. 150 to go, Taranabar getting tight, Gorky Park 10 in it, and now Efficient, he's swapping them the favourite. Efficient race to Gorky Park and Dan Ever, and comes away and Efficient scores. But it's all Typhoon Tracy, look at her go. Typhoon Tracy makes a mess of them, scored by So you think at the 200 metres, claims the lead, strides away from Desperado. Uh, further back is shootout, but just have a look at this. It's just beautiful to watch. So you think wins by about three on the line. Star Witness was the leader, a length and a half, Kurtana buffering in a good battle behind these, but Star Witness in front of Kurtana. Star Witness comes away, too good for them. Star Witness took the... Sepoy under the whip, the leader. Fox Wedge is having the last launch at him. Sepoy hanging on, getting tied. Sepoy heads on and wins it from Fox Wedge. He got there by the Invincible star at the 150, leads by a length. Formality is trying hard to pick up Invincible Star. It's Invincible Star. Merchant Navy's flashing. Invincible Star holding on. Merchant Navy throws and got up. PG Podcast Network, it's time for the year-round carnival with Vince Accardi and your host, Racetrack Rolfie. And Vince Accardi, all those fantastic memories of Derby Day's years past, but it's about tomorrow. Uh, soft track. Um, but this bloke, Liam O'Keefe, he's unbelievable delivering on the big stage. Yes, he is unbelievable, Rolfie. Young man and what he's clearly been able to demonstrate, we've been tracking in terms of various reports on ground conditions performance since around 94 and what has been clearly sort of seen over well pretty much since Liam's takeover not only has he improved the performance overall he's demonstrated that he's definitely from my perspective 
there's no better man than Liam O'Keefe in terms of being able to manage a track and keep it in optimum performance. And this helps punters, trainers, owners, jockeys, that you know that when you wherever it counts, particularly in the home straight for me, I'm a big believer that that 350 mark, 300 metre mark to the finish line, you want that surface, surface to be optimum and not have any sort of, you know, big mishaps and there could have been one one event maybe where it didn't happen because of some flash flooding the reality (laughs) is i have a high expectation he's just going to continue to deliver all right so the rail obviously true and he always puts it out on turnbull stakes day so real clean ground there is it just a case of unless the fields are big enough to really slingshot out uh you know everyone's going to get their chance uh, up front in terms of uh, they will for sure optimum position generally ralph is four to seven lanes four to seven yep given that because it's, it's a very difficult to get out to those really wide lanes. But this is where you typically want to be in running. And also, even if you're in lanes one to three, it, it's not as positive, but again, it's based on race shape. So if you get even speed slightly faster, that's if you've got the capability, you're not going to be badly advantaged. It might cost you half length that maximum. All right, well, the first of our group ones to look at, and we're going to look at the uh, Cordy Legs, is the Coolmore, uh, the stallion-making race, as they call it. But the favourite isn't a stallion, it's a filly in secret who was favourite in the Golden Rose before Jack and O picked it off in the last stride. He's in this race as well. How are you expecting this race to be run with uh, a reasonable size field? It's all about where they're going to run to, Ralphie. If they run to the inside, I believe the speed's going to be good and solid. And that I've marked it as above benchmark. And from my perspective, what that means is probably on the down low, it would be one and a half, two, and the high could be four, four and a half, particularly if they roll to the inside. If they run up the middle, I've always been of the view if they run in the middle, that's the slowest speed. And we could go as low as benchmark plus one or two. And if you peel to the outside, well, if you have a split, or if it's a split, it's going to be, you know, pretty wild. You know, I would have to say, you know, we're going to be plus one, plus two, with the possibility of plus four. But I'm hoping, I'm hoping (laughs) they're going to go uh, towards the inside. That's really what I'm hoping. And I hope we don't sit in the middle. But the, the weather's going to play a big role in that. And I understand if... If the rain's coming, they might want to sit in the middle because it's, it's going to be probably the best ground, Ralphie. Yeah, because obviously the turning circle races, yep. obviously the inside chop up a bit. Uh, we may as well go in market order here because it's a nice little link, as I mentioned there, with the Golden Rose. Uh, Jack and O storming down the outside to just pick off In Secret. Now, In Secret was very tight in the market there. And the reason I wanted to add that storming down the outside, I know you, you really track lane advantages as well, so that there's a factor there. And the secondary factor with, uh, with In Secret, we always mention trainers' intent. They had a slot for the Everest. They chose to avoid it for the Coolmore, and that's because they're a breeding operation, so at the moment, there's no black type on the Everest. So they said, well, here's the group one for this filly in Melbourne, and they've targeted this race. From a matchup perspective, let's start there. In secret, V Jack and O up a straight 1200. Right, oh, yeah. Well, of course, obviously, it's a great race. So I'm not going to um, be disappointed about watching it, that's for sure. <laughs> I'm going to be happy to watch the race. The reality is this. Firstly, when I look at In Secret, first up, 1.3 lengths below benchmark, off a very soft pace. You couldn't run time. I understand that. Nine lengths below benchmark, first section. Finished off last 400, really strong, 2.7 above. I like that. We really got a good look at the eye felt of the horse over 1,200 metres, but these are the sort of things I like to look at. 
the speed change, it went from 9.2 to 5.2 below. So it's about a four-length swing in terms of speed, like increase in pace. There was also a good move in the mid-race, like it went 2.8 lengths above benchmark. And I, and I feel that there was a little bit of a dip there between the four and the two, Ralph. The horse lost around one and a half lengths. Did give me the signal that this horse was definitely better than the 1.5. And we've seen that when it went to Rosiel over 1,400, it ended up with a 3.4. Again, what I noticed there was another surge in terms of speed in going up to plus 2.1. A little bit of an anchor drop between the 8 and the 400, losing around two lengths and finished off really strong. I did have an expectation this could be where this horse sits. It, it runs like it's a runner that needs ground. In other words, 14, 1,600 metres is where we should be seeing the best of this horse. Now, it comes back to 1,200 metres. It's had a jump out, which was fair. It's 35 days since that run. So I feel that plenty of time to freshen up. So the question is this. I've put the scorecard in at 3.4 over 14. Because when you're a young horse, I don't like to critique him and saying, well, you probably can't run to that unless you're 1400s, and that could be the outcome. We could be talking in that fashion after the event, saying, oh, this horse is definitely needing more ground and has lost that speed, because that's what I sort of see in this horse is it's a horse that needs to relax, get its momentum going, and then really, you know, get into the race. When it got over 1400, well, it could show more speed because it's got sustained capability in terms of being able to maintain its uh, rhythm for a, a much longer distance. So if it runs 3.4 and does that at 1,200 metres, then it's justified about being on top of the market. But my probability is 50-50 whether you do that. So that's dangerous for me. And then when I look at the ground conditions, well, okay, we can go all the way back to when it went to Hawkesbury and its maiden win, where I can absolutely score the track in the slow range rock solid S3 and there's the WTI 2.1 so is it going to get favours as F7 S8 I'd say no right I'd be worried right I, I wouldn't be seeing it sitting there saying you're going to be a swimmer now you could evolve but I'm, I'm talking again business right how do I invest but from a performance point of view and and yeah, this is an exciting day and, and you're with a lot of people of course I wouldn't say don't have something on it absolutely but if I'm talking about serious money, for me, I can't have that, even though I've got it on top. It's just a dangerous situation. So Jackano, who, as I said, uh, stormed over the top and, and just picked her off late in that uh, Golden Rose, how does he line up with uh, with her since, of course, ran in the Everest? Well, we've, we've seen another horse has got high talent. Yeah. Look at that performance two starts back, Ralphie. 3.8, best of the day. Definitely in the lanes, like you said gets an advantage doing that. I have to respect that. Then went to Ramwick. And, of course, I understand. There's just giant money up for grabs. Why not? You're only going to probably get one chance. And 2.7. You see, there was the regression. Again, a couple of signals there. Number one, this horse is firmly better at 1,400. Back to 1,200 metres in a hot race. But the performance was only 2.7, Ralph. It doesn't matter how you look at it. You can We can look at it sideways, upside down. It's 2.7. <laughs> now we're, we're, we're 14 days. We're at 1,200 again. There's I see nothing to suggest to me that you're going to just leap out of the ground and find some phenomenal figure. So I absolutely didn't want to go to the 3.8. 
And I'm reluctant to stay at 2.7, but I'm saying, okay, you're a lightly raced horse. You're from an excellent stable. You've got an outstanding rider on board. Who knows? If you're all in the middle of the track and they're sitting up on the speed, you could just miraculously find yourself in the end. Because what we do know is Jackano's got a phenomenal 400-meter sprint, and it's going to look for that race shape. Yep. That's the thing. And if we roll to the inside and there's good speed, you're going to be too far back. You're not going to catch them. And that, that's actually, I know you don't do, you know, historical comparisons, but you can see history repeating at times. And and so, and why I'm asking you this is last year, Home Affairs, really fast horse, just went out and ran horses off their feet under that circumstance. So, uh, you know, a horse like Artorias, for instance, was just, just couldn't keep up in that sort of 1,400-mile profile. And and so what you're saying is if they roll the inside, there is a chance that uh, on your speed performances that he, he could be a long way back. That's the challenge. Yeah. And this and, and that that's a challenge for both of them. But although In Secrets is definitely going to have fresher legs, Ralphie. Yes. Five weeks, so, yeah, yeah. So I have to give just a little bit more. I'm not. So, it's definitely not the better horse, right? They're, yeah. they're, they're even. But for this race, for this event, that's why I said, okay, I'm going to leave you at the 3.4 because you've just had that 35 days, slightly different campaign, you've got a bit more freshness in your legs, and who knows? Let's see what happens. All right. Well, this time last week we were talking about calling at her at 1,200, but it was for the Manicato, which you, of course, didn't run in twice. <laughs> so yeah. she's, she is a speed horse. Uh, can she run out 1,200? Well, she's, well, she can run out 1,200. Yeah, of course. <laughs> yeah, no question. She can. We, we look at the Gold Coast win. That, that was 1,200 metres, and it was 0.5 above, and we've seen the emergence of a horse who's potentially got a lot of talent. Yeah. We've seen the performance of Mooney Valley, 2.2. Best of the day. When I look at it, it was asked to run at a real good speed all the way through each section, and then and then there was a weakening late. There was some give in the ground as well, which creates a level of pressure. The jump out over the eight hundred was really sharp, Ralphie, like really, really sharp, giving a pretty positive signal from my point of view about where this horse is at. And I can't help but feel there's. This horse has come on from that run. So, okay, it's 1,200 metres. What happens? Do we roll to the inside and just run fast and catch me if you can? Hmm. Well, you know, Craig Williams could easily do that, right? He's not afraid. He's not afraid to go to the front and say, well, I, I, I can handle it up, up front and create the speed I want. And he's also not afraid if he wants to have a little bit of a break on the horse and not, you know, like create phenomenal speed. Uh, yes, I have to uh, give this horse respect no matter what. Now, if it's in the middle of the ground, it would be very hard horse to run down. Very and, hard. Uh, I know there's there's a million ways to slice and dice racing, but I just had a look at his straight track stats, Craig Williams. He is so good up the straight. Oh, he's, he's impeccable. Yeah. And he's riding as, as well as ever. Well, can you tell us about economics? Gee, it was a big win at Rose Hill. It, uh, it was a late scratching at Caulfield uh, at the barrier, I'm sure. It was at the barrier and probably did it a favour because it was bog heavy that day when the, when the rain hit. It's since had a jump out. Now, the jump out looked sharp up the straight uh, last week uh, on the on the Friday, eight days back. Um, what, what uh, What's your assessment here? Yeah, super sharp, plus two, nothing but all the intel giving clear indication for more. I have to say, though, the Rose Hill run was uh, really, really solid. There was a dip between the six and the four, Ralphie. There it is, 3.2 uh, 3. lengths. That's 
that's pretty significant in an 1100 meter race, particularly when you're you have a transition between the eight and the six, and you're going plus 1.7, then you have a dip. That that um, is a little bit of a stall, and that doesn't usually work in your favour. And the horse still overcame that jet-like finish, 4.8. The the jump out was really sharp as well, Ralphie, <laughs> like you said. And reminded me of a star witness before he won this race. Yeah, yeah. Annabelle Nation would be. Uh, Pretty excited, Ralph, because I'm confident the horse looks like it can handle at least slow ground. Yep. We can sort of work towards that if we're in this S5, S6 range, maybe S7, we could put down a figure around five and a half, five, seven. It's it's there. So it's a leaper. And if I'm to engage in this sort of race, with the exception of Coolangatta, like I'd, if I had to bet, I'd, ha- I'd want to back this horse before I back the, the two, you know, both In Secret and Jackano. That's me talking, right? I- I'd want to be on this horse first before those two. I'm not saying it's the better horse, but today, 1,200 metres, I've got it ahead of it, even though on the scorecard in terms of IVR figures, it's behind because this horse is still evolving. I can't just say, oh, yeah, you are going to run four. Chris, this is just what I'm um, forecasting. You know, you've got to come out and deliver, and I can only work with what's real, but that's my mindset, is that if I was looking towards wanting to bet this is one horse that I'd have ahead of the other two, even though it's not going to come out on top of the grid. Well, it's $13, so that's a, it's a huge push there as far as the, the price is concerned. And, of course, Vince, th- this is the art, isn't it? Because there's one – your starting point is to measure talent, and then your secondary position is what are they gonna, what are they likely to run to? Correct. Yes, and, and so that way then what happens is you can take a very measured approach, you can have a, an open mind, and you don't have to trick yourself because the last thing you want to do is just trick yourself. Yeah, that's <laughs> because, <it. laughs> There's no rewards for that, right? Um, you know, if you're going to a circus and you want to play tricks, all right. But <laughs> when you're going to use your own money, you certainly don't want to play those games. All right, two more I want to ask you about. Boyness, not just um, let's let's just go on the on the old fashioned way of, uh, of assessing it. Sometimes the old fashioned definitely works. He got beat last start a nose by Giga Kick. Who went oh, on the Everest? What I love that. I love that run last start, Ralphie. Eleven hundred meters, Flemington, third best performance of the day, two point five above. <sighs> Look at the dip between the six and the four, Ralphie. It was three point six. We just talked about the other runner. 3.2. Now we've got 3.6. And look at the speed. 1.6 lengths above benchmark through the first section. 1.8 in the mid. 2.1 overall last 400. Yes, there is a, de- a slight taper right at the end. So, okay, I, I, I take particular notice of that taper because what that taper is for me is, is I want to understand, is this something to do with either end of prep run? Is this something to do with, is this the is your outer edge of your distance range even though you're above benchmark and then what i did is i just peeled back a step and i had a look at that run where it won at flemington and that was definitely upside down for that horse and i said no 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 you're not going to have any issues with 1200 meters this is going to be perfect for you the only sad part for me ralph is what will you do on the wet ground because i would have gone close to saying this is the horse to beat yeah the problem is the ground it frustrates me because you do the work of course when you do the work you want to look to get a reward and the the way we've got to get the reward is not by trying to pick the winner it's just trying to put some money on so i can get some money in my bank book (laughs) right in my account that that's that's the reward right yeah and i'm looking here and say this looks like an outstanding opportunity for one of those three slots but 
the wet ground, you know, like straight away, my algorithm ended up coming down like 60%. I don't like to participate when you're at 60% because it means, yes, I'm going to win more than what I lose, uh, you know, like I'm going to collect more than what I lose, but the reality is in terms of the way you have to play with a price for a place, Ralphie, it's dangerous ground when you're at that level because uh, mathematically on the financials, I can't just, you know, press the button because I'm a big believer of this, Ralphie, that if I know that I can be 70% or better and they're a thirty or higher, I'm just going to print money. At, you know, at my rate, everyone's got a different rate, so that's how I look at it, right? Yeah. So at sixty, I go, I'm not going to print money, <laughs> but I love this horse, Ralphie. I love the way it's set up. Oh, they they should be so excited now. Of course, the rider. Uh, see, he he made that error in that race. I don't know. Could could he have beaten Giga Kick? Maybe. You see, this is the thing, Ralphie. Maybe, and it's, okay, well, they're just stuck with him because it's just what it is. I don't want to knock the guy. I mean, just not my golden preference. Again, we're just talking business. And just finally, Grand Impact, well, we know the wet ground will be no concern of him. Where's he projecting? The three starts, three wins, and, of course, the Caulfield run where economics were scratching the barrier. He, um, he, he ended up winning that race on very, very wet ground, which is unlikely to be the case tomorrow. No. Well, the good thing, you are right. If we, if we stay in the wet range, he's absolutely proven. He's a rock-solid 5.5, 6.1, and that automatically gives him an edge straight away. That one or two lengths that it's behind, some of these horses, he just got that back. Yep. So they'd be clapping hands and be excited if it stays there in that S range. This, that's my just my view. <laughs> maybe not. Maybe they've got a different view saying, oh, no, we're even better on the dry ground. That could be possible as well. But right now, that's the only way you could have the horse in the race is the wet ground. And, and it could end up being a horse that might find its way in the top four, particularly if we wake up tomorrow morning and everything, all the alarm bells and everything indicate that we're definitely not going to be better than an S7 through the day. Well, it sounds like your mindset, if it is only, you know, that 6-7 range, it sounds like your mindset is, um, as far as uh, people taking quaddies are concerned, keep cool and gather, keep uh, bonus notches and keep economics in your quaddies uh, as a starting point, even though the other two horses dominate the market. Yeah, and you want to put grand impact in because you know the ground's likely yeah. to be wet. And you should take a second quaddie because I'd definitely, like if I was playing a quaddie, I wouldn't put those two horses in. That's just me. <laughs> okay, I'm just going to have a roll of the stumps yep. and I'm looking for optimum value personally and I'm just going to go purely on data-driven and saying, well, they're both negatives. All right, let's have a look at the derby now. Well, we know there'll be no no problem with the with the uh, wet track for Sharp and Smarties. Come off very wet ground in, in Sydney. Berkeley Square on the quick backup from Flemington last week, and uh, which Pericles was in that race as well. And the other horse that's uh, deep in the market is Mister Maestro. But mind you, it, it's it's got out to a huge price after his sensational win over eighteen hundred metres. Firstly, how are you assessing the speed in this race? I just feel it's going to be even speed. Yep. It's a good field. There is some pressure, but not a lot of pressure. Looks reasonably orderly to me. And generally, you've got the 2,500 metres. It, it, sometimes you can have an overextension, but generally we don't see that, Ralphie. And the ground probably also will prohibit that. So I, I just see orderly race. 
could could we go benchmark minus two four? That's probably on on the low side, and on the high side could be benchmark plus two or three. So that that's the way I'm looking at. We could be going as slow as four or five lengths maybe, and we might go plus one two at the the opposite end. So for me, I call it orderly. Well, on Monday uh, on our on our uh, review pod, your, your initial thoughts were how they're going to beat Berkeley Square next week on the quick backup. Of course, that was of the of the. A competition he was against that day, some different form here with Mr. Maestro and Sharp and Smart, but lining him up, how are you assessing Berkeley Square's chances? Well, if it brings the 1.9 to the 2,500, because that's the first key that you have to look for, then, okay, the ground conditions were definitely wet. The WTI was... It was borderline Ralphie 2.3, but then I look back and see some other victories and I got some confidence that we got a four there. Could this be this horse's optimum ground? I'm, I'm going to say right now, no. But it performs in the wet. And if it turns up and runs 1.9, then this is the horse they all have to beat and should be absolutely clear-cut favourite, like clear-cut favourite, not just marginally, should have an edge. So that's the starting point for me. And just the way it finished off, and that just got stronger as the race built. The indicators are all there for the 2,500 metres. I'm usually a big believer this is all about class, this type of race. And this horse does have class and it's got lots of it. And I have no doubt when we get on firm ground, this could be a very explosive runner. And we've really... We've really tracked this horse since uh, since winter when he, he he closed with a booming best last 400 and 200 of the day against Boogie Dance, who ended up starting favourite the 1,000 guineas. And then Craig Williams went on, and he's, he's won with either firstly a bludge here and then he won um, after just getting in ridiculous traffic and Willow just got out and won narrowly. Caulfield Guineas, he didn't have things go his way. So really, he's a horse who hasn't really had a chance to put it completely together yet. Oh, absolutely not. And you'd, you'd like to feel that the Flemington's going to be all in its favour, which I can't see why it shouldn't be. Just the question is, like everything, can you get to that number? We, but from a, a class point of view, this is at the top of the tree and, and deserves to be there. Well, what, what can you tell us about Sharp and Smart? From uh, like, And you look at it and you say, well, there's three wins, but they were all very narrow, so that's, that's good tenacity. But has there been enough on the clock on very wet ground leading into this? Well, that's where it gets an edge at the moment on Berkeley Square, on wet ground. Yep. It's already shown a superiority, and the superiority is like really definitive. There it is, plus seven, last start, right? And the one before was plus five. So just on those two runs, it gets two lengths, right? So now I look at it and say, okay, we go from a minus 0.3, let's call it around the benchmark, to plus two. So now you've measured up. So on the on real work ground, you're measuring up, and you're quite capable. In terms of the way you're finishing your races – you're clearly not finishing them better than Berkeley Square. That That's very clear-cut in the data, Ralphie. Now, I know the ground conditions plays a role in that, but I also have some evidence. If we go back and have a look at that mile run now, it could be fair to say it was in its first campaign. There was no finish at the end and, and say, so, okay, well, that's one of the reasons. But it did go 8.7 above as well. But you can see how it compounded. It just compounded badly. So I'm not putting it that it was an end of prep run. I was putting it at misjudgment of pace in terms yep. of they were just in a fast race. Can't do much about it. So it just didn't work for it. But that run before, over 1,500 metres, I looked at the way that was run. There was a slowdown in the mid. did finish off with a 1.6. So th- there's definitely enough to say up to 2,000 was clear cut. Now we're 25 and we're going back to class. That last start run, 
uh, you know, the, the pace through the first section, nine point six. That's you know, that's like Clapan's golden race shape speed wise yeah. to be able to get efficiency over two thousand, and it sort of just held its line like it was deteriorating, but. 4.5 lengths below benchmark. It's not like super exciting for me, but the wet ground is what keeps this horse absolutely. And if it was good track, I'd be taking it on. Mr. Maestro, well, it, probably it's another one where you sort of have to look at this in two ways, either very wet ground or if it's an improving to a 5.6 range. Unbelievable that it's two Fleming and 1800 runs. Could not have been any different. By that, I say, here's your starting point. Eight seconds different. One was knee-deep bog. The other one was on good ground. And on that good ground, that was a very serious performance. Last start, Caulfield, back to wet ground, and a very slow-tempo race. So there's a couple of different ways of looking at this horse. How have you decided to assess it? Well, the good thing is with this run, it's got versatility. Yep. It's rock solid. Maybe just marginally behind, smart and sharp in terms of wet ground condition handling. What we did see is, though, on a good track, how powerful it was with the 1.7. And then last up, when it went to the 2,000 metres, again, very so, slow speed. Probably gifted that, in my view, because it got victory off a extremely slow pace, and the horse can appreciate more speed, and was able to do what it needed to do to get victory. <sighs> Stepping up to 2,500 metres now is the next question. There was a there was a bit of a taper at the end, Ralphie, of around... Th- two and a half lengths that makes it a little bit questionable about the 2500 meters but on a class point of view because this is how i'm assessing it because a lot of horses are going to have question marks at this distance range then you have to keep this horse hard in the race and and it shouldn't be drifting in the market well after he won the derby was his grand final so he's he's yeah. got that Caulfield win but and how good's this trainer going by the way Vince I look he's had his last nine nine Melbourne run, runners in the market he's had seven winners yeah, he yeah he knows what he's doing absolutely <laughs> and look who's on board yep D-Lane beautiful yeah, yeah too smart so Pericles is the emerging runner. He's a bit of a head-scratcher for mine. Not in that, like, on pure data, you'd have to say no compared to Berkeley Square. The only thing that's nagging at me, 1,400 to 2,000. He, he shouldn't have been backed. He was truck-loaded. So that said that the stable had a very big opinion of the talent of this horse. Quick yeah. backup, and now 2,040 to 2,500. It's a challenge. Yeah, but, but it's emerging, isn't it, Ralphie? Yeah. 1.1. Look at the big, sharp climb, right? Now, I love it when I see horses that are above benchmark, especially when they're young. It's really important. And look where it did it at. It did it at 2,000-plus distance range, which is also another big positive. So the question becomes a simple one. Okay, well, if you can rise now an extra 500 metres, so obviously one of the reasons why I feel it might have been truckloaded is because they, they probably have clarity that this horse is going to thrive on distance, right? Yes. And there it was. So you just got to turn up. If you can run one above you know benchmark even like plus one at 2500 you're going to be hard in the race now on speed leader i don't see that as a plus though so that's the negative and how's the rider going to handle that well if there's any challenges that'll be the challenge how you manage it up front so if you can get the opportunity where you can take a sit but be part of that lead speed that would be like a big bonus but at the moment it sort of indicates that just the natural gate speed of this horse pushes you into that forward position and and there's a big likelihood you're you could be leading and therefore you're going to be the sitting duck and the sitting duck for me is that you probably get, you know the others get lane advantages Rolfie. they might just start to get into the better lanes and you know what happens in the big fields if you 
goodness me, if you get into lanes 10, 11, 12, you're buying lengths. So, yeah, you know, I don't want to knock the horse. It's it's hard in the race. It deserves to be there and and is good enough to win. Uh, anything from the outsiders uh, as far as uh, these four horses dominate the market? There's Miramasa and there's some Geelong form with Grand Piero, et cetera. No, not for me, Ralph. Yeah, nice and simple. No. Okay, let's get to this mare's race. It's a cracker, but, <laughs> well, uh, I did with my, my – I haven't got the benchmarker that you have, Fitz, but I just thought, is this horse just too good, this Lark Creek, now that you've had a chance to benchmark it? And, of course, you track New Zealand racing all the time. What's your assessment of this horse's ability level? All right, Ralph. Well, there it is. Last start performance. No better than the last start, right? Yep. 2.5 best of the day new pb <laughs> so <laughs> what a great way to start right yes 21 days but let's have a look at the breakdown 5.2 lengths below benchmark first section 6.1 above between that's a high extension in the mid race and then still had the audacity to run 1.7 above last two and just the way that track runs ralphie you have a natural propensity to lose speed when you're turning the velocity drop was like four lengths. So what that means is this, Ralphie. The 2.5 is the down low figure. Like, it, it, that's the – if the horse just comes, turns up in Melbourne and it and it feels bright and alert and sharp, because sometimes horses come across, they just don't. Yep. They can become, you know, they can become sooky babies and <laughs> they want to be back home. And, just, and it just happens to some horses, right? Yep. And if this is not the case with this horse, well – it isn't going to run less than two and a half. Therefore, I just look at the form line. There are, on historicals, there's a possibility of a number of runners that could potentially run to that level slightly better. But I'm, I'm sitting here, no ceiling, uh, trending probably two, one and a half, two lengths better than last campaign. And therefore, you could easily run four to five range. That's the type of talent that it has. I looked at the other mile races that day and was starting to learn working with you, Vince. The other two mile winners came down the middle of the track, so it was a hard defence. So it, it, whatever lane advantage it was that they hit, she didn't get it. No, no, definitely didn't get it because the, the the lane bias is definitely once you start getting eight wider. Eight right. <laughs> okay, so uh, what you're saying is it's deserving a favourite. Oh, it's clearly deserving a favourite for sure and ha- there's no illusions. Expect... Only a poor parade and the hot horse just doesn't want to be in Australia will be the only way they're going to get you know get this horse beaten. Nice. Well, we can take the in your early editions. You can take out Hinge. The Waller horses are running in oh. Sydney, uh, Hinged and Fangirl. Um, but you've uh, th- then we get to a little bit of class up the top. Numerly and Ice Bath. They both are on the quick backup. Last year, last year Ice Bath ran a cracker. Just got got beaten in this meeting last year, not in this race, but uh, in the uh, in the Cantalo. On the, and it was on the seven day backup that stage from winning the race last week that it ran ninth in. The reason it ran ninth was bomb the start. It really does that, but it it did yesterday. So I suppose it's a, it's a dual question, Vince, on its on its ability, but it also has, has to jump. But quick back up, it's proven that it's not, no concern. Nimalee comes through the same race. Well, I guess the first takeaway is wet track profile obviously isn't going to be a problem for this horse either. We know it can be quite capable on the wet on the wet ground for ice bath. From a wet track point of view, Ralphie. It's it's capable of doing around the 10, 10 and a half range, so you know it's 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 where it needs to be. I, I love the fact that it's back to sixteen hundred. I've fourteen hundred. I didn't feel that was a the right move. Maybe they had other plans. I, I don't know 
why these things happen. But this horse belongs at a mile. It's going to love the straight, and it's going to absolutely thrive on the wet ground with a high probability of potentially getting in the lanes. And you, and you can't get a much better rider at the moment than Williams. So there's a lot of things in its favour. So the 1.9 of what it's done this campaign, that was three starts back, Ralphie, the expectation is that's your low point. I, I do not expect this horse to run lower than that. The question is for me is can you reverse back to what you did back in April, which was a plus three, Ralphie? And that to me is like really the real positioning for this horse. And the answer has to be yes. You're, you're ready to run to that level, plus three, for sure. And this is exactly your up now. If it doesn't perform, well, then I said there'll be no more ice baths and it better go and have one. <laughs> So, so what you're saying is that Lark Creek absolutely entitled to it being short price, but fifteen dollars ice bath is a silly price. Yeah, and oh, please don't leave it out of your, you know, your quaddies. Don't even remotely think about leaving it because <laughs> you, you're a bit nervous about form. Don't worry about that. This horse is going to have a reversal. Nice. Um, how, how are we assessing uh, she's liquidity split the filly? Oh, do, what about Nimaline? Did you want oh, to sorry, touch on that? Well, yep. Yeah, rounding off. Yeah, with sorry, Nimaline, off. get the same horse. Yep. Well, okay, Nimalee, benchmark, last start, seventh best of the day. We go back to the Rose Hill win three starts back, and there it is, 0.6 above, eighth best of the day. So this horse does have the capability of running in the threes because that's what I was looking for, Ralphie. Now, how much above that uh, requirement of plus two can you run? Well, last campaign, Ramwick, wet ground, yeah, lover of it. <laughs> yep, 2.3, right? Yep. So if we stay in this range... Under no circumstances can it be dismissed. Possibly the best wet tracker in the field, right? Yeah. I'm, 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 you know, there's a, I'm really clutching straws because you've got three dynamite wet trackers: Lark Creek, Ice Bath, and Nimaline. That's why I've got them all at the top, right? Yeah. They're, they're they're dynamite wet trackers, especially if it's you know getting to this heavy range. Two point two. Oh, that's my my view. My view is this horse can comfortably go to that 2, 2.2 range, that means you're going to be effective and you're going to be a live chance. Nice. That's great. I'll, Ollie on board. Sorry. And uh, now let's get to the Philly. She's a lickety split. Again, an emerging type, and that's from this stable, Andrew Forsman, who's on fire. Well, look at the run two starts back. This track and distance, 0.4 above, 16th best of the day. What I liked about that run it demonstrated that sustained speed, 1.7 above through the first section. Between the eight and the four, had a dip, losing about three lengths, and then finished off superbly with a plus 3.1 last 400 metres. And then got onto that you know, extremely heavy ground. It's hard, Ralphie. You could see there the WTI is a reflection, 1.2. I doubt this horse is going to love wet ground, and I don't even know if a, sloth, a soft seven's going to help the horse. I, I, re, I feel this horse needs to get something more like an S5. Now, I'm not saying that can't happen. Uh, clear skies today. Yeah. Not much rain. Just, you know, like just like a little bit of watering that comes through just the natural rain today, tomorrow. Then if we can get to S5, then I would have it back in my calculations. But if it stays where it is now, I just feel this horse is oh, it's like it's six, seven lengths behind them on wet track only. So it's just 
you know, it's a, it's a hard horse to want it back, and then you're going to be up on the pace as well, up against the New Zealand. Nah. <laughs> well, one also that I want to leave out of my multi is, is Kiku. Uh, last up, pulled up coughing. We'll call that an excuse, but also on bottomless ground. Seemingly, by look of her profile, Vince, she's another maybe six or sevens better than her than very wet. Yes, well, there it is. Two starts back, plus 1.8. Second best performance of the day and sharp, like super strong. Got on the heavy ground last start. A few things you have to consider there. Firstly, look at the huge change in the speed. I felt the move in the mid-race was like, it was a gut-busting move. Yeah. <laughs> to, to make such a transition on really heavy ground. That, that, that was a big ask. And the horse just completely tanked out. Look how badly it yeah, tanked it out after. Yeah, yeah, just Ralphie. And I, and I actually felt the horse could have even potentially might have even felt the effects of the previous run. This is hindsight, right? Yep. And then we peel back the last campaign. This is a horse that does belong around that two range. Uh, yeah, it, it, like you said, Ralphie, we're looking for can we get better ground? Maybe. It sounds like it's a nice, simple equation here. Don't leave ice bath out of your multis or don't, or don't leave out of your, your thinking. But if Lark Greg turns up, this is her race. That's the starting point, Ralphie. <laughs> right up, we'll save time there. Okay, last race here for the quaddy. There's two ways of looking at this, Vince. I'm very, very interested to hear your take here because as for her, we spoke about her on the uh, on the, on the, um, the Monday pod. We gave her a big sizzle stamp. All our members got it because, of course, it was best of the day. It was dynamic. Okay, so what? But dynamic at 1,000 metres around a bend. It's clearly an emerging talent. Now it's different circumstances tomorrow. 1,100 up the straight. But on talent-wise, it's a really good horse on the up. Wow. Yeah. They've got a good one here, Ralphie. They've got a very, very good racehorse. Uh, better than good, I reckon. And there it is, that last start performance. Best of the day, plus 2.1 over 1,000. But we just peeled back last campaign. The horse was already pr- producing a performance that was plus 2.2 when it finished off the campaign at 1,200 metres. And it was asked to run at a pretty fast speed that day, almost six lengths above benchmark. Did tremendous. 1,100 metres, right now, that's a golden distance for this particular horse. The key's going to be this. We're going to track last race of the card. Are you going to the outside? We're going to the middle, or we're going to the inside? Doesn't matter how I look at it, the horse is dangerous. Yep. Of course, if it runs up the middle, might help the horse a little bit more, Ralphie, just because... You're going to breathe a bit better in the mid-race, and you know this horse has got some sustained speed and probably help itself up the straight because I do like to see solid straight line speed, and now I see good straight line speed, but I don't see a booming straight line speed. Again, it's been flanking itself in performances to be like, I like a kick off the bend, but I'm not going to sit here and say, oh, no, you're not going to handle the straight because the horse is high talent. It's just a different circumstance as well. Yeah, that's all. Putting across. So on, on talent, it's a real serious emerging horse. Yes. Who can knock it off? Well, a couple of ways of looking at it. Let's start with Zapateo, who's, who's got talent. It's never had five runs in a prep. Has it got another one to come? How are you assessing its plain run last start when it was odds on and really disappointed the market? Yeah, okay. Well, 2.2 lengths below benchmark first section. Sort of maintain that speed. The finish... Well, this is it. This is what sort of can be learnt off this horse. It's shaping itself as a very one-pace type runner. With uh, it has, it does have some uh, 
sprint in it, like from a, I'm looking at measuring its 400 meter capacity to kick. It has some, but it's in that sort of two and a half to three range, Ralphie. So it's not a high. It's like it's not a horse that can reel off the last 400 with a plus six or eight lengths. It's definitely not that horse. So what what this means is you're going to be governed by a particular race shape. And at the moment, the reality is its best preference <laughs> probably has to be up the middle of the track, right? Yep. But if you go to the inside, well, they're going to just run and you're not going to have the kick. So unless you're like in that leading group, how are you going to finish over the top of them? So that that's the challenge for me with this horse. Now, class-wise, absolutely up to this field. You know, 1.6 rock solid. There's only half-length difference between the favourite and that runner in terms of class. So I'm not going to knock the horse on class, but I just see at the moment this is looking for certain race shape. Now, coming to your last point, Ralph, where you said, has this now had enough racing? Well, look at that last run. There was a taper at the end of about half length. That could be the signal that the horse is coming to its, uh, it's come to its absolute top and could be now, you know, regressing in the wrong way. That is quite possible. One Diva is a horse who last year, I remember we put her in Sizzlers. She ran a dynamic midfield, uh, midweek win at Rose Hill. And all I could put it down to was that she had uh, synthetic hoof filler and other little issues over the years. So maybe she was just one of those mares that took them a couple of years to get her healthy and right. And uh, and she, she seems like a very slow maturing mare that's now of a good talent. Yeah, this horse really bothers me a lot. <laughs> uh, yeah, it does. It really does. Because the Rose, yeah, the Rose Hill trial was very good, Ralphie. Yes, and even and even the backup trial was positive. So they've got they've definitely got this horse. I have an expectation it's going to turn up in the yard and look great. So my challenge for me, and this is where I've had the challenge myself, is you know where do I pin it for a first up run? This is an important race. Could you just turn up and run a new PB? Could you do that? No, I'm just sitting back here. Well, why not? Yeah. Well, and that's a 2.2. So I said to myself, I'll just come in marginally behind that around the 1.7. But you could easily turn up and we could see a brand new horse. And how many times have we seen mares keep improving, Ralphie, like you said? And if they've ironed out whatever wrinkles they might have had in the horse, this could be the campaign we get to see the very best. The challenge will be how will you go on wet ground? That's going to be interesting. You do have a plus five. The horse does have a plus five to its name going all the way back in 2020 at Canterbury, and I would have marked that track absolutely S7, borderline S8. Uh, H8. Uh, any any other emerging runners that we, we should mention? Because the way I sort of marked it was as for on talent, but then, then it's like a bunch because, you know, there's a difference between the best and the worst of a few here. A very fine red was a coma job in the Oaks Day last year, this track and distance, by the way. It was good at Caulfield. Yeah, and, and this is a horse that, again, if, if you're looking at, you know, qualities and that, it, you're, you're going to have to want to go a little bit wide. So that's a runner that I'd be putting in and written beauty. Even shall start. There's it, a lot of depth to the race, Ralphie. It's yeah. not – I know we're talking about these runners and this is how it's likely to be, but the reality is this is by no means an easy race. And it's, it's a hard one to assess because the challenge is this this is definitely a race where you can have the split yep. inside, outside. It's absolutely possible this could happen. And what happens if they go up the middle? And if, they, if, like, if I knew they were just absolutely going to the inside, I'd be pretty confident the runners we've talked about, that's where the winner is. But if they go in the middle or the outside, oh, I'm not sure, Ralph. It's, it's, oh, I've definitely got hands in the pocket in the last 
All right. Well, we might have some more clarity tomorrow with, yep. with ground conditions, not just on this race, but of course on all races. So, um, you know, if you bought this, you are going to get a fully updated podcast tomorrow, including the final edition of Race Speed Profile. So really appreciate uh, your support as a member of Year Round Carnival, getting our big Derby Day preview. Can't wait for tomorrow. And like I said, we're going to update everything tomorrow at mid-morning for you.